Why, hello there, everybody. It's Wes, Hank, and Andy back once again for your 10th, oh my God, 10th installment of The Road to Ahsoka. What a long road it has been. Long and interesting road. Pre it's been to a the very power. For someone who hadn't watched Rebels already. And suddenly you're now watching these like uh, disjointed episodes. We're like, wait, what? What about what happened? What was the lead up to this? Yeah. I felt that way reviewing uh the episodes for this week so much that i actually kept just watching it was so so near the end of the series yeah i watched the next episode yeah, i watched the next two as well yes <laughs> it makes so much sense isn't it crazy <laughs> the epilogue of the last episode yeah oh, as man. far as it relates to the trailer and it really does theory, Hank. Yeah. yeah yeah and then that's you know like dave floney said don't assume anything is linear no, no, that's that's the coolest part about what he said there. I was just like, wow, that's we don't know when that occurs, you know. So, no, well, we amazing. get a basic idea of when it occurs. We have a rough yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. We rough know, idea. We, we know after after Endor, right? Yeah. At least after Endor. After Endor, yeah. We're nine years after Endor. We're way after Endor. By the time when Ahsoka starts, but the third, well, what the events surrounding the third season of the Mandalorian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere uh, eleven B or ABY, yeah, something somewhere, like that. yeah, 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 between nine and, and, and there's there's a yeah. line in in one of tonight's episodes that I think at the time didn't matter, but after watching the finale and knowing what's coming next for Ahsoka, yeah, it changes the context completely. And and then when you say that, you got to wonder too when when you know that in the episode we're about to watch, there's. There's Grogu using the force with two other in the background on the wall. Yep. And yeah. Did they really I, not know what they were doing? Did they <laughs> have that planned out that, that far, far back? back? Well, that's the thing. I don't know about you guys, but when I do like say RPG, when I game master, I world build crazy, like redundant things that'll never be needed. You know, I feel like maybe there's, there's something to the, the idea that ideas that have shown up, in our live action star wars maybe started back in rebels and the clone wars when the idea was we don't know how many seasons we're going to get so you plant those seeds whether they come to fruition or not yeah and that's just the nature of television like not Mm -hmm. everything pays off or you get in the case of say like like futurama just got a series revival yeah Yeah. or a feature film spinoff or some other project like that's what i I say i always say novels and comics I always say that Lost taught TV a lot, yeah. the format a lot. Uh, it, For I think all the flack that J.J. Abrams gets. Right. I think, But I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, realistically, like, he was an executive producer who wrote the first episode, but it was all yep. Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse that, that did everything else. But, yeah. Um, just the fact that they, they didn't treat the audience like they were morons for one of the first times ever. It was yeah. really smart sort of stuff, made you really scratch your head. And, and the fact that they, you know, that people would sit through six seasons of episodic stuff and keep yeah. coming back for more. And I think yeah. that that really uh, changed the way that we do. Uh, I don't, you can't even call it TV anymore, but short, short, serialized Shorter, storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Serialized storytelling. Well, certainly uh, if nothing else, rebels definitely uh, um, diff- sort of did away with the, uh, the, the idea of a standalone you know, like even early Clone Wars, right? You had a bunch of episodes that were just sort of, you know, adventure yeah. of the week. Yeah, that's right. And although there was adventure of the week 
elements in rebels the overarching narrative was much more yeah there's uh, a uh, flu like wo woven uh, through yeah. mm -hmm. huge common thread yeah and that uh, you don't need the main three in the universe to make a series work the main three on luke and leia oh no, oh the legacy no. characters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not no. that rebels didn't have its fair share no, of legacy had, uh, characters show up it did but they didn't feel out of place i like the fact that they you know that that you know spoiler if you haven't seen it lando gets a an appearance which is great I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, okay well lando's <laughs> gonna show up all right <laughs> <laughs> leia turns up for a little while uh um wedge antilles shows up like nice way to 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 remind us of where we are roughly hobby. around what time yeah hobby clivian <laughs> yeah they're all around it's wicked. so yeah it's totally good um is it time to let i was out? gonna ask is, is it time to uh open the cage here all right let's do it one more round of bad star wars jokes all right andy the bad star wars joke i think is uh all yours this i week. got one for you that's it. Uh, <laughs> luke and obi-wan walk into a chinese restaurant Ooh. 10 minutes into the meal luke's still having trouble with the chopsticks dropping food everywhere obi-wan finally snaps and says use the forks luke Use the fox, mm. Luke. <laughs> That's a bad one. As bad as it is, I still liked it. <laughs> you don't want to do a follow-up, do you? I don't have just one this week. Okay, just one. Well, I, that's uh, it. Oh, you got I, one here. I don't know if it's a joke so much as uh, you know. On on one hand, Luke Skywalker is a Jedi Knight. Yeah. And on the other hand, well, there isn't one. <laughs> and on I'm the other hand oh, wait. There. i made that up on the spot <laughs> oh Nicely that's done, good. sir well done well done <laughs> this has been another installment of bad star wars jokes where are we going tonight everybody it's our last last week of uh animation it is uh, before we get into uh live action stuff well i shouldn't say last last that's not necessarily true no, we, we still have the uh, the extra extra special yes. episode cooking. The, uh, yeah. Essential. Person. Sorry, the le I don't want to call it the leftovers or the the should have beens. Yeah, what are we yeah. calling that? <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the I, I call it Hank's essentials. So might have been should have been could have been. Yes, cool. I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. It's it's certainly Clone Wars heavy. Uh, yeah, but I just think that they omitted so many things, and maybe and. Who picks the list, I guess, at the end of the day? Is it just yeah. some sort of um, intern doing their job? Or is it somebody who's like, no, I understand the character. And I'm I'm the guy they hired to make this list of 10 episodes. So you you, you really don't picture that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't Pablo Hidalgo. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, like this first episode we're going to talk about here. Sure. Uh, as far as character growth for Ahsoka, there is none. She only appears in it for like half a second. Yeah, it's but I was just thinking that about does it like really influence what we're going to see come the live well, action show? Like you can't understand that without this, maybe, or I mean I have to I have to wonder if if and maybe maybe I'm answering my own sort of thought process here, but like was this playlist not established specifically for the purpose of what we are doing? Yeah, to get getting ready for ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's to, it's yeah. To bring people up to speed and you know it's funny in, in outside the 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 uh outside the fourth wall where dave filoni says you know you don't really have to watch anything else uh 
that's not what Ashley Eckstein is saying. <laughs> right, right. But but he recanted like in the in the same sentence. He said, you don't have to watch any of it to enjoy it. It would help if you watched a couple of Clone Wars episodes and maybe three or four or maybe you should probably watch just a, like maybe the last season yeah. of Rebels. Maybe actually just watch all of Rebels <laughs> and then maybe you should probably watch everything. You know, it, it's it yeah. fell apart in the interview. It was kind of funny, actually. And then oh, Ashley Eckstein is is all about why like you watch as much as you can as yeah. much as you can yeah yeah get it all in if you have the time to consume it all yeah because I know in terms of rebels and having those characters appear in live action we're both yeah. or, you know all of us are going to be ah. I know they've I know even like they've dangled that character we're all yep. ready right like with Zeb and setting us up like early like to have Zeb come back in the Mandalorian is just like what oh yeah. Yeah, so. Alrighty. All right, we're, we're digging in now. Let's dig in. Uh, tonight, we start off with Star Wars Rebels Season 4, Episode 12, Wolves and a Door. Wolves and a Door. This one is directed by Dave Filoni and Bosco Nin. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but. Uh, written by Dave Filoni. Uh, this one originally aired February 26, 2018. And the synopsis reads that Ezra takes the ghost crew back to the Jedi temple on Lothal, where they find out that the empire has a dastardly plan for the powerful secrets that it holds. Mm. Mm. Evil empire. <laughs> they were evil. Yeah. Uh, we open on a shot on uh, the fields of Lothal as a loth cat sneaks through the grass before climbing up on a white loth wolf. Loth wolf, yeah. And he's currently watching the ghost crew as they examine a tablet from the Jedi temple. Hera notes that the temple is far to the north. And when Zeb asks how Ezra got it, he tells them that the loth wolves gave it to him. And they think the empire is up to something terrible. And Zeb questions uh, that the wolves told him this. And he replies, <laughs> well, just one. And so let's just talk about the tablet for a second, because this is the, we've, we've talked about this recently hmm. elements of maybe not this tablet, but of similar uh, archeological significant finds turned up in Luthen's shop. True. Yes. Is that what we're looking at right now? Maybe another keystone, perhaps. I kind of wonder if the, if you know, what ended up in Luthen's shop is the, what they didn't get away with. But then again, the timeline so close it is so close we're almost overlapping well like if they're yeah. shipping anything back from the site to coruscant yep it's completely possible he could have hijacked it en route yeah or had a crew of people hijack it for him given the importance of what the empire is doing here why that is sitting in the open in his gallery yeah <laughs> <It's a> what? <laughs> what? well and that's why i i sort of speculated at the time could maybe some of the stuff is like a knockoff or that he's even mm. even in his guise yeah, of yeah. not being a rebel, he's an illegal art dealer, you know, if, mm. you, if, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he does have uh, the two holocrons in the back room, right? He does. Now, I, I've often wondered about this because they look great. And they're all, but they are a bit larger. They are significantly they larger than right. any. I mean, I think of a holocron and it to me, it, Rubik's Cube, right? Yeah. Not the but one in the shop. It would be nothing for um, there to be a, a market for knockoff artifacts and not even knockoff artifacts, but like, you know, how you go to any sort of um, shop in Chinatown and, and you can find ceramic Buddhas of all, you know what I mean? And yeah. They're, they're not knockoffs. 
right exactly yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it might be something as a high-end version of that where sure. these you know but then again some of the other things that are they, they they're like singularly unique like plo Koon's mask <laughs> yeah like i know that all keldor live in a you know unbreathable atmosphere and they all need a mask but does, does every keldor wear a mask that looks exactly that, like that? <laughs> yeah yeah for a guy who got blown up in a fiery starship yeah explosion and there is always the chance too, since we know that Tony Gilroy, we're going off the rails here, but we know that Tony Gilroy had wasn't interested in that sort of thing. And that was all done by the art department. Yeah. yeah. So there's a chance that that stuff is just flash and none of it means anything. That's entirely possible. Yeah. You know, like we, oh, here's, look what I found in a box, Padme's headdress. We'll put this on a stand here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Along like, with the Shankara stones because right, the whole right, 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 right. Jones connection. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, back here, uh, Sabine notes that it's too bad they didn't tell him what the symbols mean and getting a better look at the temple might help. And they have no ship. And I'm not sure why, because I didn't see the previous episode yet. But uh, <laughs> Ezra says he can get them there. And using the force, he reaches out, summoning a group of Lothwolves. And the large white one walks right up to Ezra and he tells the wolf they're ready and asks if they can take them. Is it, is there value in pointing out the, that this wolf is the one that it, uh, communicated with him previously? I believe so. Previously? Yeah. Is it worth so. pointing out that the, the wolf is essentially doom? Doom. Is it? Because doom. I thought the one that communicated with him was a much larger version of uh, the Loth wolf. Well, that perspective looking down at him makes it look pretty big. Yeah, but he's no bigger than the rest. Of his, Do we think uh, this is a different one then? I think this is like the a lesser aspect. Yeah, I think they're the same. Okay, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I still think that it the the force works in mysterious ways. It does, and I think this is one. Of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> if I could this episode that. is directed by Ang Lee. He's just <laughs> indiscriminately sized. He just gets it's angrier right. and bigger and smaller. And is it, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not how the Hulk works. Well, it. as we're about to see, uh, <laughs> the size matters not when it comes to uh, Loth Wolves. No. But the lead wolf agrees and lays down on the ground so Ezra can mount up, and the rest of the crew follows and gets mounted up as well. And they take off towards the temple. Uh, Zeb questions how far until the temple, but Sabine tells him he doesn't want to know. And Ezra, he whispers something in the lead wolf's ear and tells the crew to hold on tight. And shortly, the wolves begin to uh, lower and lower until they disappear right into the ground, leaving only a breeze behind them. You know, uh, if you were a kid watching this, you would wonder if the grass got really tall or they ran into some low ground. But, like, it's exactly the way you describe it. They literally mm -hmm. get lower into, lower. like, they just, yeah. yeah, like it's becoming liquid. And yeah. So if you you know, for everybody else that hasn't seen it before and, and, and you might not have seen the episode before, this is the second time that Ezra travels like this with the wolves. Um, hmm. he, the wolf actually renders Sabine unconscious so she can't be cognizant of traveling like this. But it's not this in-depth. You just see them start to ride and then they arrive at their destination. Hmm. And I can tell you, since it's not a spoiler, that time they went to the other, con they, they went to the other hemisphere of the planet. Of the planet, yeah, a long ways away. Yeah. Just run straight through. I find it interesting that they use the visual cue of hyperspace. It's really similar. You know what I mean? Like that, the coalescing blue and white, like tunnel. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it's more it's more cloudy. It's more, is it? it's not as uh, streamlined as uh, Lightspeed. I guess it's very similar though. It is very similar, yes. Yeah. Um but we get our Rebels title card and then a shot of this uh, you know, really similar to Hyperspace, but as they're going through, echoes of the past ring out. Moments later, uh, or uh, what is it here? Moments from the past fly by uh, Kanan, Hera, Ezra, and Ahsoka, who says, this is a new day, a new beginning. And it ends on Ezra covering with uh, Kanan that they are the last two Jedi. The the line, new beginning, that's from the very first episode of Rebels that we covered yeah. uh, when Ahsoka mm-hmm. climbed down the ladder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, said that very word yeah. to him. So all these are previous yeah, yeah, conversations yeah. and moments and whatnot. And uh, the tunnel bleeds out into pure white light. And we find Hera clinging to her loth wolf. She looks around as her vision returns and sees Ezra standing with the lead wolf and the crew dismounts. And Sabine asks Zeb if he heard the voices. Did you hear that? But he's not sure what he heard. Ezra tells Hera that they're now only a short distance to the temple but this is as far as the Loth wolves can take them. Hera then asks Ezra how the wolves are able to travel like that, and he responds that Kanan told him the wolves are deeply connected to the Force. And uh, Zeb remarks that, well, he's glad they're on the same side, but Ezra notes <laughs> they're on Lothal's side, which they That's interesting. is the same side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an interesting choice of words, that the yeah. wolves are on the side of the planet. Yeah, right. So does that make... You know, like is is Lothal the counterpoint? I keep going back to the cave, and I've and I've used the Dagobah analogy. If the cave is this like huge uh, uh, nexus of of the dark side, is Lothal a nexus of the light side? It's it sure it sure is. Yeah, yeah. short answer. Yeah, Yeah. sure is. Like, and and we see it a lot, like Dathomir, uh, and we uh, you know and. Uh, they just canonized Thule from the old the uh, old Republic game oh, in, in one of the comics, and so that's another place. And 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 more and more Exegol. We could just start naming them: Tatooine before the flood, um, Jetta, um, you know, Octu. So, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I could. Go, I probably could go yes. on. And and then the the neat thing too about Rebels is that you start to get these like uh, beings specific to the planet: Loth wolves, Loth cats that exhibit some sort of connection and then for the first time in all of the lore you get uh uh is he non non-human uh biological <laughs> he's a human biological <laughs> uh, connected to the planet the same yeah. way we see creatures yeah. connected to planets connected yeah, to the yeah, yeah in a totally different way like i said last episode like ezra bridger is the guardian of the fall yeah 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 but with their uh travel done the wolves then depart and the rebels they get moving before long they arrive at the temple uh where the empire has set up shop but it doesn't appear to be a military operation upon scanning the area ezra sees that both the temple doors are missing as if they've been cut right out of the rock and sabine notes that they've recovered a lot of artwork and it might be helpful to see it up close hera agrees and thinks sabine and ezra should venture down while the rest wait and watch Zeb takes note of two troopers on speeder bikes and notes that they're going to need a disguise. When they approach the temple here, and you remember that this is the same temple that we went that to before, yeah. and you 
you see the size of the excavation. Because remember that temple corkscrewed up out of the ground. Yeah. Well, clearly they, they weren't able to down. They weren't able to raise it. So now we've got to get down to the, where we think the doors are. That's a huge, yep. huge excavation. That's like, like on par. Style. Yeah. That's on par, on par with like a strip mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. So they uh, obviously uh, not worried about spending resources on. Finding no, whatever it is these are, these are, <laughs> these are Palpatine's pet projects. Yeah. 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 yeah go seek me some stuff. But uh, the two troopers are stopped at the sight of a hologram of Grand Admiral Thrawn, which gives Zeb just enough time to render both of them unconscious. And with their disguises in place, Ezra and Sabine make their way into the encampment. Sabine notes that there's a language in the artifacts, not in words, but in pictures. But before she can look anymore, Minister Hyden calls out for them to get away from the artifact. Any scuff could potentially damage whatever information it may contain relating to the gateway. And Ezra questions Gateway, but he quickly recovers with an apology and a salute. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. But the minister calls or uh, is called away for a transmission from Coruscant, and he tells the commander of the troops that uh, the actions of these troopers reflect poorly on him. Does this guy not give you, and this is just me, Hayden, does he not give you vibes of those guys in the Empire, or sorry, uh, uh, in Return of the Jedi, like the, Mm -hmm. not the vizier, but the, yeah, those his yeah. cronies. His cronies. I can't what yeah. They were called. He, yeah, I think he he might even be modeled off of of one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, so close. And there's uh, versions of them in uh, Rise of Skywalker on Exegol. Well, I was gonna to... say they almost look like the like some of the Sith Eternal, like the cultists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, he kind of like carries himself like he's not fully dark side. He's more into it for the knowledge. Oh, for sure he's a he's a history dude. Yeah. Yeah. But voiced by Malcolm McDowell. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Now cool. that you say that. Yeah. Now that you say that, yes. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. But the minister, he takes off to go take the call, and uh, the commander, he demands the clearance codes and ID numbers from both of them. But Ezra lifts his mask and with the Jedi mind trick, he convinces the commander that he doesn't need their clearance and he will forget what just happened. And with this, Ezra and Sabine slip away. Interesting that that's a death trooper, by the way. Yeah. Um, a few of them running around here. We've speculated a little bit about death troopers and what we think they might be. Hmm. Um, interesting to know that death troopers are just as susceptible to at least versions. Well, because I don't again, think it would work on uh, Moff Gideon's upgrades. Well, this is a death trooper. Like, well, Hard to say. It's honestly hard to say. Do we think that Gideon's Death Troopers were I clones? think they were a hundred percent robot. His Dark Troopers. Yes, they were. But my, these my are bad. these are Death Troopers. The guys that appeared in Rogue One. Yes, the slimmer, yeah. taller guys that we were kind of wondering maybe are genetically based off of Crosshair. They've been, uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to lift that helmet up. Yeah, but. yeah. I just thought it was interesting to know that they're still susceptible to the yeah the Jedi mind trick. Which, you know, actually works this time. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> the previous episode we covered where he was not as uh, strong with the force yeah, and it exactly. just kind of rubbed off the guy. Credits will do. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> but outside the main bunker, Sabine radios Chopper to relay the incoming Imperial transmission. And what they hear shocks them. It's a direct call from the Emperor himself. The minister continues telling Palpatine that they've got a root or gotten to the root of the temple 
and discovered images and iconography similar to that that he had previously discovered in the Jedi archive. And Palpatine mentions the Mortis gods, and the Mister agrees and cites that they may be the key to unlocking the temple. The Emperor shifts gears, noting that a great disturbance is felt in the Force, and that the death of Kane and Jarrus has changed the fate of Lothal. But the Emperor can't see how just yet. Only for a guy who's fond of saying, I have foreseen it. Yeah. <laughs> Not usually admitting, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, when it's occurring in, in, the, in other realms, it's getting blurrier. Yeah. Going to have some questions surrounding that whole otherworldly aspect and, and, you know, the influence that Force users can have on it. Because mm. that made me go, what? The minister uh, suggests that perhaps gaining access to the temple may provide clarity, and the emperor tells him that they must seize the power within, a conduit between the living and the dead, and Minister Hayden is to proceed. Sabine radios Hera, who thinks because the emperor is involved, is too dangerous and they should pull back, but Ezra and Sabine disagree, noting that they can't let the emperor gain access, and Hera, she pauses on this, and Zeb gently tells her to remember why they came. And as she reflects, Kanan's Force Ghost is right there at her side, laying his hand on her shoulder. Is it a Force Ghost, or is it the memory of... I think it's the Force Ghost. Little A, little B? Because he's got, like, uh, when he materializes, he's got that, like, little blue haze to him. Luminous beings, are we? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. God, that's that's two quotes tonight in less than two minutes. <laughs> nice. I, I wonder on? how he would have learned that ability. Well, I, that's that's the only reason that I ask. Like, do we think it's his force ghost or a memory? She does say. I actually that, think there's something else going on with with Kanan specifically. I I feel yeah. like there it's a bit of a, a little bit of B. Her memory is part of it, and yeah. yes, he's there is part of it, but he's not manifested. No, yeah, but I think she feels him. I yeah. agree she with that. Feels uh, yes, 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 the, yeah. the physical appearances for our benefit as yes. the audience, so we yeah. know that he's with her. But and she he feels, is, he feels that. He, he is manifest in this episode. Doom. <laughs> he, is the, he is the large wolf. Doom. <laughs> but Zeb tells Hera they'll be fine, and Hera applies that... Or what was it here? I skipped one. Sorry. Uh, Hera concedes, but she notes that she wants them both out of there should she give the order, to which they agree. And Zeb tells Hera, they'll be fine. But Hera replies that she used to always believe that. Suddenly, an announcement of safety hazard zone comes over the loudspeakers, and the minister instructs them that they are to close to their goal, and everyone will be working double shifts overnight. He then calls for the floodlights to be turned on. With the lights turned on, a grand painting depicting three figures, the three mortis gods, is illuminated on the rock wall. Everyone is in awe of this ancient painting, but soon a Trandoshan worker informs the minister that they found more symbols, prompting him to go check out another part of the area, giving Ezra and Sabine a chance to look closer at the painting. As they study the painting, Sabine asks Ezra if he notices anything about it, and he points out the bird on the woman's shoulder. He notes that the bird is like the one that was always around whenever Ahsoka visited them on Adalon. And looking <laughs> further, he spots a pack of three Loth wolves in the painting. And at the side of the wolves, Sabine brings up a hologram of the tablet that the wolves brought them. She notices the three hand positions match those in the painting. And she surmises that the painting is the key, like a star map that leads to different planets or doorways. And Ezra wonders if it is indeed the way into the temple. And Sabine tells him that they're about to find out. 
Noting the hand position, Sabine figures they are currently aligned one way, but they need to be shifted to another. So she tells Ezra to do his thing. Do your thing. <laughs> What's my thing? I don't know. It's your thing. Yeah, and he tells her that to open the, the wavy temple, hand thing, baby. <laughs> yeah, you need a master and an apprentice. And she insists he try. So he walks up and lays his hand on the painting, and she tells Ezra to hurry. But he replies, "You can't rush this. <laughs> you can't rush these things." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Empire would say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Just then, two troopers begin to approach. And Sabine yells at Ezra to get down. He ducks out of the way just in time, but uh, the troopers begin to question Sabine and they continue that her and her partner failed to complete their perimeter sweep. And as this is going on, Ezra remembers what Kanan told him. Listen to the story. And throwing caution to the wind, he stands up and lays his hand on the painting again while the two troopers have their backs to it dealing with Sabine. She suggests that uh, they head over to operations to clear things up and the three exit the area. Ezra leans in and listens to the stone and the ring around the woman's hand begins to glow. We hear echoes and whispers and the other lines glow as well. And the painting begins to shift aligning new lines. The new alignment glows brightly for a moment before elements of the painting begin to move on their own. The top figure moves his arm and closing his hand into a pointing motion he now points in a new direction. Near the bottom of the painting, the Lothwolves come to life as the whispers continue. The wolves begin to howl and suddenly begin walking away from the painting, and Ezra follows. Up on top of the ridge, Harris sees Sabine moving away from the painting with the troopers, and she also notes that she thinks the painting is moved. Zeb demands the binoculars because clearly she's been staring through them too long. <laughs> Meanwhile, a short distance from the painting, the wolves have begun running in a circular pattern, marking out a space on the rock, and Ezra is positive he's found the entrance to the temple. But across the area, Sabine is brought before the minister. I was just going to say, can we can we go back one? Yeah. Let's go back one, and let's talk about the painting of the Mortis Gods a little bit more as it pertains to what we saw in the trailer, because we saw that uh, that figure in the trailer, and Hank, you surmised that there was a ring in the cut zone that looked like it could potentially yeah. move like a, like a puzzle. That's so, something that we see here. Yeah. Yeah. In centric circle. And we see that yeah. iconography in uh, uh, all the fallen order games, the, the Jedi yeah. survivor fallen order. And we see it a lot in the uh, high Republic comics and even in, in the back of other Jedi temples that we've been in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, like a visual language, I think. Mm -hmm. the fact that not only does the hand of the the father uh move but you do get the rings you know you, you see sort of what i presume are sort of to tie it in with what we saw in the, the trailer we saw that what i co consider to be a navigational like a star device mm -hmm. like do the lines on this not look like they're pointing at like planetary bodies yeah that's kind of what i got as well if it will be and sort of the 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 ring the middle ring kind of moved to line up the the roots between mm. those worlds, I guess, to complete the 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 root. Yeah, um, and then we get, of course, what we're about to what's about to happen. Right, and I would I and I would venture be, in lieu of what's about to happen, instead of a, a, a map to worlds. Yep, this is a map beyond worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a shifting labyrinth, if you will. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. There's a great description too of of well, that's later. I'm not gonna. I won't get ahead of myself. Fair enough. Sorry, but thank you. I just wanted to have a look yeah, at the no painting problem. of uh, the father, the, the brother, and the daughter, and the daughter. Yeah, yeah. the father, the Ahsoka. daughter, and the son, the brother. <laughs> I think the brother is the Grand Inquisitor. Well, and it's I find that interesting that it's the brother. He's referred to as the brother, and all the male Inquisitors are brothers. brothers. Yeah. Weird. True. Back to here, uh, the troopers tell the minister that uh, they're bringing this trooper in for processing because of a discrepancy, but the minister raises Sabine's helmet and she's exposed. He calls to restrain her and raise the alarm because there's an imposter on site. And suddenly spotlights begin sweeping the area, causing Heb, Zara, and Chopper to retreat. As troopers continue to uh, scramble about, Ezra lays his hand on the rock and momentarily it disappears inside. And he recoils with a little bit of a spark. It's like the, uh, you know, the the ripple of of the mirror in the matrix. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. But uh, as did did anybody else find the, uh, the, the line art of the wolves like running in circles to be kind of trippy a little bit. It's like one of those, uh, Oh, you know, the old where you would have like a circular. Oh, oh, uh, Zotrope. Is that what that's called? A zotrope? Uh, maybe. Oh, rotoscope. Rotoscope. Roto- yes. No, rotoscope is drawing over top of. Uh, that's right. Is oh, it a, zo- yeah. a zotrope? It's one of those tropes. <laughs> yeah. One of those things where it's like, you know, running. It's like the kid's flip book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always I think thought it, that if you could get a nice still of that, it would be a great back tattoo. I think the TV that I have made it a little bit more like, it was, it was like hard to watch, like almost like. <laughs> If you were light sensitive, mm-hmm. you might you might have trouble with this sequence. <laughs> it's golden glowy. Yeah. Yeah. But Ezra only has a moment to reflect as uh, the spotlight shines his way. And he's quickly surrounded by stormtroopers. And the minister follows in, remarking, the gateway. Sabine cries out for Ezra to go. And he bolts towards the portal. Minister Hyden calls to stop him, but it's too late. Ezra leaps at the rock, disappearing into it, leaving only a spark of energy. Yeah, and once again, leaving a bunch of people standing there going, what just happened? He just dove into a rock. But I love this next part because the two stormtroopers that are closest oh, yeah. kind of like <laughs> look at each other Thug. and shrug, and then they rush it, and you know they rush to it and slam right into the rock, falling back unconscious. You know, having been in, uh, been in the military and, and I've heard similar jokes, hey, you, bend over at the waist and run as fast as you can into that wall. Like <laughs> That's about the intelligence level we're seeing here. Road, roadrunner stuff. <laughs> Seriously. But a look of shock falls on Sabine's face and the minister stands in awe in front of the now-closed portal and we get a close-up of Ezra's discarded trooper helmet and we cut to the Rebels logo, ending this episode. Oh, craziness. So, like a half second of Ahsoka. Seriously, yeah. And just the one line too, right? And it's and it's literally just the a new mem- beginning one. The memory of, yeah. of that. But. So what's important there is what they're, where they're traveling there is like another. That's one of the lines. Let's call them ley lines, if you will. Because it's a, that's oh, a good, yeah. it's, it's that's a good like a, uh, analogy. Yeah. Way, yeah. So when they're traveling through that warp tunnel yep that's that's them accessing possibly the world between worlds that's yeah. that's their that's you know yeah that's why the wolves create the door into it yeah yeah and, and I then think, i think we, as we get deeper into star wars with this i think you'll find that that hyperspace in space is that too and that the purgles access it like the wolves access it 
I kind of thought that that was sort of the, that there was a correlation there as well yeah. uh, with the wildlife. Almost certainly. They talk about the, the Nihil, even in, um, uh, if you've played Survivor and beat it now, they talk, the Nihil have a totally different way to access hyperspace uh, than, yeah. than is traditional. Uh, That's they, right, yeah. You know, and then there's the uh, a whole different set of hyperspace lanes uh, when you get into um, the High Republic, like they're, they're just reopening things and shutting things down and reorganizing the galaxy. And, hmm. Yeah, it's cool. But definitely sets up um, major, major uh, uh, stuff as we go forward into the next one. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think as we get to the next one, I don't think you could look at the next episode without having looked at this, looked at this one to get that set up. Well, when they originally yeah. aired, both of them aired the same day. So, Oh yeah. 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 You'd want them both together for sure. Yeah. But like you say, Hank, this actually mirrors a little bit of uh, like real world animal behavior because multiple times people have spotted like cows and whatnot following magnetic North and everything. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. keen to knowing what, the lay of the land is and you know if you've seen uh, skinwalker ranch i have not there i have they not yet freak out that. whenever danger is coming yeah but, well so, that's yeah again like no human detects it but nope, the nope. animals are ready to birds that you know travel thousands of kilometers on these migratory routes with no means of uh, uh, no external means yeah. of navigation yeah. just yeah on instinct or, or whatever what instinct man's way of saying we don't understand it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to do, we don't have another word to describe this we just call it instinct if you see a flock of like 50 100 birds suddenly just do everything together at once in yeah. unison it's them yeah. adapting to the magnetic field fluctuations yeah there's or more things in heaven and the ocean. <laughs> but that brings us to our next episode well let's keep the train rolling here because mm-hmm. this is where uh this I is think, where it gets weird yeah and I, i'm gonna I have some questions. So season four, episode 13, a world between worlds uh, directed by Dave Filoni and Stuart Lee. Again, written by Dave Filoni uh, originally aired February 26, 2018. And the synopsis reads, well, the other rebels engage the Imperial forces outside the Jedi temple. Ezra gains access inside and experiences a revelation. I I just want to say this before we get into this. Like we've all seen it, so we know what's about to happen. Yeah. Why would you drop this episode and then two more episodes and the show is over? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you have such a huge beat in this episode, only to boom, done. Like, yeah, I think it's. I, I think it's. Well, one of the things is I think that um, the epilogue was a, was a afterthought because I think they actually did uh, want to move on from the show without the creators necessarily wanting to move on sure, or yeah. being ready to move on. Oh, and the other thing is that they don't drop it, but it's not, it's, it's not well explained at all, but that's literally what happens at the end of rise of Skywalker. Ray saying, be with yeah. me, be with me, be with me. Is her accessing the world between worlds? Yeah. The, the, the sky even drops out. The background drops out. She's in a star field area that's why it's introduced yeah, here because yeah. they have a habit of tr- trying to canonize something so people don't go what trying but it to didn't play yeah. it didn't play as well uh we heard all the voices that's exactly what happened there but they, they it could at least have a few of the 
the rings and the symbology. Give us some of the visual stuff to connect it that way. Unless you read the script, it's not clear at all. But that's... (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I I get it totally. That's what happened there. And that's sort of why we're left dangling here. But we're going back, fellas. In 25 days, we're going back. I guarantee. Rebel season five. (laughs) What else do you call it? Yeah. We call it Ahsoka. We could. (laughs) We could. But here we open on a dark void and echoes of the past ring out. Yoda, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, Ahsoka, Kanan Jarrus. And as we pull back, we see the running wolves. And Ezra pops through the gateway. And behind him, we see the silhouettes of uh, the two troopers who are about to smash their heads into the wall. (laughs) And as he stands up, the wolves behind him stop running. And Ezra looks around, and we hear more from Yoda and Obi-Wan. And there are great pathways before Ezra running through a seemingly endless space. And other portals lie at the end of these pathways. How much thought went into the the dialogue, or the line choices that play in this sequence? I think they were specifically chosen. Like the opening line from Yoda is, uh, what is it? Fascinating is the mind of a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights. Yeah. 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 The line from Obi-Wan. It's fantastic stuff. And, and, yeah. and you, you really quickly, you go... For 41 years, because 2018, right? Yep. Uh, uh, 1977, for 41 years, everything I thought about the Force was completely left wrong. left of center. <laughs> Just wrong. Uh, Fantastic. But you really do get a sense of that stuff that we had sort of talked about before leading up to this, that like here in this, pla- in this place, you are able to access all points in time in different places. Yeah, that's know? why... I- you think uh, if you need a, a sort of an analogy, I guess we'll go to other sci-fi property, but think of the anomaly, the nexus in Star Trek where Guinan is from, or yep. rather where Guinan is trapped. Yeah. So when Ezra's here, he's always been here now. And he'll always be here. In some level, yeah. You'd have to be. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, the way Qui-Gon Jinn described it, it surrounds us. It connects everything. If you were to, you know, flip reality inside out this would be the connecting tissue you see on the other side yeah 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 yeah. connecting all points in time but ezra he looks around stunned at what lays before him and we cut to the rebels logo but we get back out back to lothal and uh, sabine is brought before the minister again her identity now revealed and he relays that the grand admiral is a fan and has acquired uh, quite a small collection of her artwork and Sabine sarcastically says that she's flattered and the minister says he'd never consider himself an artist, more of a critic, but he's impressed with how Sabine and Ezra managed to figure out what they've been trying to unlock so quickly. And he asks her how she did it. And she simply replies, I'm smarter than you. I like how brash that that is so brash. It's like, you are like one step away from death here, young lady. Yeah. Guns are trained. on. I'm smarter than you. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost as she's saying, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> but she continues and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she continues that the minister has no real power either. And he agrees. His is but a reflection of the emperor's true power. But Sabine counters that even for all his power, he couldn't open the door when Ezra could. But the minister tells her that Ezra isn't safe. The door is open and the emperor will find him. But minister Hayden offers her a chance to help Ezra by helping him. 
He then brings up a multitude of holograms depicting different art pieces that he needs help interpreting. And the minister assumes Sabine would relish in the opportunity to study the temple. And very quickly, Sabine picks up that uh, the portal isn't just the entrance to the temple. And Minister Hyden confirms it's a gateway to all of time and space. All of time. And whoever and controls it controls the universe. Well, no wonder Palps wants to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Outside, Hera, Chopper, and Zeb scan the area, noting that Sabine was taken to a building in the far side. And Zeb asks if she knows where, if Ezra made it into the temple or not. But she replies she doesn't know where he is. And quite possibly, he doesn't know where he is either. <laughs> but inside the void, Ezra walks one of the long pathways, calling out to Yoda and Obi-Wan, but he gets no response. Among the whispers and echoes, Ezra hears the hooting of an owl, and walking forward, he spies a convoy sitting on an o over top of a doorway. Recognizing the bird, Ezra asks how he got there, but the convoy nods to the portal below, and suddenly the portal glows red. Ezra asks what the bird is trying to show him, and an image begins to materialize, and Ezra is shocked by what appears before him. What appears in the portal are the moments after Ahsoka forced Ezra out of the Sith Temple on Malachor, and Ahsoka blocks Vader as he continues to advance. The convoy chirps at Ezra, and he asks what he can do, and the temple is reaching critical mass as bolts of energy arc upwards, and the ground shakes. Ahsoka force pushes Vader back, buying her an opportunity to drive her sabers into the ground, causing it to crack towards Vader, who is recovered and is about to strike. Watching in horror at this, Ezra cries out to Ahsoka and reaches through the portal and grabs her by the shoulder. As Vader swings, Ezra pulls her back right through the portal, narrowly avoiding the Bloop. death blow. Yeah. Bloop. But before Vader can react to what just happened, the floor gives way underneath him and he falls into the temple's lower levels. And with uh, Ahsoka now in the world between worlds, the portal closes. And, and one more person, which has happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all in one grand stroke, right? Like he swings and she's gone and he yep. falls through instantly. So he doesn't have time to, you know, you like, think he doesn't, comp doesn't, you think that his perception is he fell before the saber would have struck her? Maybe. What do but, you think, Hank? Uh, I think he, I think he killed her, but I think that because he thinks he killed her. I think I yes. Um, in, no, in similar fashion to when Obi Wan just kind of dropped. She bloops out of existence right in front of him. He he. There's a version. Oh man, this is really hard to explain. There's a version <laughs> of reality where yes, he he killed her, and that's where we thought we were from season two till now. That's right. You know, the uh, her walking into the darkness is a metaphor for her death. Yeah. What we see soon, <laughs> sorry yeah. to get ahead of ourselves, but the literal what, what we'll see soon is that she has always been like that's why I say once Ezra got there, he was he's always, always there. there. Yeah. And so we don't see Groundhog Day this happening over and over and over and over again, but it kind of happens over and over and over again. Uh because that's you know, rather than pulling her into his present. He pulls her into out out of time and space, and then they insert yep. themselves back in. Back in, and it, and it really feels to me like they insert themselves back in. In the, in the amount of time they've spent in here, suggesting that time does kind of uh, outside time flows as well. 
it flows a little bit linearly. Yeah, like sure you could go back a little more, but um, they're both free. They're both scot free when they insert themselves back in. Yeah, there's an Either interesting. Way, line. I think it's the will of the force that brings him to the door. The the you know well, it's definitely like, uh, the convoy leading him to it. Right. That's and that's yeah. I think that's the the force acting in the in these crazy ways and and uh, using him as a conduit to bring back an immortal character because the convoy says it all right there. That's yeah. Ahsoka is ostensibly on that mural. Even Haydn uh, 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 theorizes looking at the, the Mortis gods that the convoy is uh, an aspect of the daughter, if not uh, what's the word? An avatar for the daughter, yeah, right. a literal avatar. Yeah. That'll right. come up here in a second. Too. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, didn't mean, so I mean to get ahead of you. No, no worries. But uh, back on Lothal, Minister Hayden continues to try and entice Sabine to help him with images he's discovered in the Jedi archives on Coruscant, but she continues to refuse. And the minister notes that the three figures continue appear appearing throughout recorded Jedi history. And he asks if there's anything different about the painting on the Lothal temple. And Sabine plays dumb and says, it's the same. But the minister tells her, don't mistake his kindness for weakness. He knows the painting has changed. And sarcastically, she chimes in, oh, you noticed that, huh? <laughs> he asks again, this time, as Once the troopers again, advance. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. <laughs> the troopers advance this time, so reluctantly, she rises and tells him that the hand positions are a language. And he asks, how could you possibly read that? But again, she replies, I'm smarter than you. The minister <laughs> sighs and then says he'd hope they could have a civil conversation about uh, art, but the Mandalorian in her only understands one form of discourse. And Sabine gives a sideways glance. And with that, one of the troopers knocks her to the ground with the butt of his rifle. And then uh, with two rifles trained on her, the minister asks if they can try again. Beyond the veil, the convoy starts to hoot, causing Ezra to stir. And he looks behind him and Ahsoka begins to stir as well. Uh, Ezra calls out to Ahsoka, who wearily turns around to a much older Ezra. Yeah, much older. And Ahsoka questions Ezra. And she asks, what happened and where is she? And Ezra tells her that she was fighting Vader and he was about to kill her. So Ezra pulled her through the portal. And Ahsoka hears echoes of Vader and remembers it was Anakin. She then hears a hoot and looks up, seeing Morai and calls her down. And Ezra questions Morai. And as she flies down, perching on Ahsoka's arm, she tells Ezra it's an old friend and Ahsoka owes her her life. And she surmises that now she owes it to Ezra as well. And she goes on asking how Ezra got here and where is Kanan. But sorrowfully, he tells her that she's missed a lot. Back at the temple encampment, the rebels have made their way inside the perimeter. And Hera notices that most of the bunkers are mobile command centers. And Zeb clues into her plan immediately. And they tell Chopper to watch for Ezra as they make their way further in. Uh, back beyond the veil, though, Ahsoka looks around and tells Ezra that this place is ancient and calls it a world between worlds. And Ezra tells her it feels like the dream where he met Doom. And Ahsoka asks if the creature named Doom only appeared after Kanan died, which he did. And Ezra agrees it must be connected, but he doesn't know how. Ahsoka tells him that Kanan may be working through the wolf as he is now part of the cosmic force. And she continues that there are ways that those who have passed on may guide or influence the living. 
Ezra comes to a conclusion in his head and he thought it was just sent here to stop the Empire. But instead, he's found Ahsoka. And she asks if maybe that was Kanan's intention. But Ezra replies back, not just you. Ezra poses that he can save Kanan as well, just like he saved Ahsoka. And she tells him to wait, but he darts off in the direction of the echoes of Kanan. Morai flies off and Ahsoka takes chase after Ezra. And he pauses only momentarily to listen for Kanan before rushing on again, telling Ahsoka to follow. Come on, this way. Uh, they arrive near a portal and Ahsoka begs him to think about what he's doing. But defiantly, he barks back that he knows what he's doing. In this place, he can change things. It's almost a little impetuous, eh? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, here, he can uh, stop Kanan from dying. But Ahsoka counters that he doesn't know that. And angrily, Ezra turns and states, yes, he does. If he was able to change Ahsoka's fate, then he can also change Kanan's. I could save him, just like I saved you. Yeah. The portal begins to glow, and an image appears within it. Mere seconds later, they're staring at the moments before Kanan perished, and Ezra insists he can reach him. Man, that's a tough scene to watch again, even from that different perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Ahsoka tells Ezra that Kanan gave his life so that Ezra and the rest could live. If he should pull Kanan out of that moment, they would all die. And Ezra angrily tells her that he doesn't know what she's asking him to do, but she counters that she does. He can't save his master, and she can't save hers. She's asking Ezra to let go. Ezra hangs his head as he knows Ahsoka is right, and one more time he watches his master die. Then turning away, the portal closes, and Ahsoka tells Ezra she's sorry, but he has to see that Kanan found the moment that he was most needed and did what needed to be done for everyone. It's not lost on him, and Ezra says that's the lesson. And he continues that he didn't see it before, but he does now. He wishes his life were different, that he could see his mom and dad, and why things couldn't be like they were. And just then, it's almost like a jet engine or an explosion. Yeah. But it rings out, and Ahsoka notes that they can't stay here. And she cites Ezra open the door to this world and asks if he knows how to close it. He tells her Sabine will know, and they can do it together. And he notes that they'll be so happy to see her. But Ahsoka tells him she can't go with him. But before he can react, a voice calls out, Perhaps I can. And uh, through the portal uh, just left. The Emperor appears on the other side over some blue flames. Ahsoka puts herself directly between Ezra and the Emperor, as she always does instinctively. Yep. So, right on par there. And the Emperor calls out, Ezra Bridger and Ahsoka Tano, mine at last. And then he cackles with glee. And it, it's such a weird laugh. Like It's the Emperor laugh. Yeah, like There's no other way to say it. Ah, 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 yeah. Ah. You know, like... <laughs> Two, two Jedi. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut back to Lothal, and Hera is busy rigging up the mobile command center as Zeb keeps watch. And she tells him to get ready to give Sabine a signal. And he tells her that uh, he'll tap one out before blast off. Which, thinking of that line, it might mean two things. But inside, the minister and Sabine <laughs> continue to go over the uh, painting with the minister pointing out that the father figure is pointing to the portal and the wolves are the portal guardians. But Sabine points out the owl and minister Hyden says it's a servant of the daughter or the daughter herself when acting as a spirit guide. 
And like you had said, Hank, uh, we should point out that uh, this scene is the one connected. Yeah. The Mandalorian and nothing is there by accident. Well, again, I mean, this is that whole, like, this is a seed that was planted. I mean, there's no way to say that that's supposed to be Grogu. Like at the time that they did this, well, it's definitely a Yoda. That's yes. That much. I will totally give Yeah, that the top part kind of looks like the old Lucas arts logo the game the lucas game, the game yeah. logo yeah yeah the video game <laughs> yeah it's cool though it's cool but they conclude that uh, if the daughter opens the gate it's the son that must be the one to close it and sabine remarks well that's something she didn't know but just then a stormtrooper rushes in and informs the minister something is happening with the portal but something starts rapping on the command center's wall and everyone but Sabine looks around confused, but Sabine mentions to the minister that she knows that language too, and she apologizes <laughs> for the mess. Sorry for the mess. Yeah. Outside the command center, it begins to rumble and shake, and outside we see the rear engines have engaged and are currently lifting the back end of the command center into the air. This is one aspect of Rebels that I actually quite enjoyed, that like they talk about, and this goes back to my love of the RPG, which I know, Hank, you can appreciate this, the modularity of you know how does the empire deploy an entire garrison and take over a planet these little prefab structures that literally just fly there it is land it yeah yeah drop it off yeah so kind of cool to see it uh used in this way yeah back in the world between worlds the emperor begins chanting an ancient sith uh so sith sorcery we this again going back yeah. to the rpg like yeah. there's no way in my mind that that is not no 100% what he's doing and therein is my question i know that hayden said well the door is open the emperor is using sith sorcery to have his to to influence yeah. this space right. he can't otherwise yeah, he, he can't physically can't. enter no. it he's like a vampire no. he can't get in it's weird though. Like I, I would love to see this, you know, to see the we saw the Kane and Jarrus death scene from this perspective. I would love to see this sequence from the emperor's perspective. Where is he right now? Is he in his office on Coruscant? Where is he right now that he's doing this? I would say he's on Coruscant, possibly looking at one of the stolen doors. He's probably in that temple that's oh. beneath the Jedi temple, the, the old Sith temple right. where him and Dooku used to go and, Remember when they were cooking up their plot to destroy the the witches yeah. on Dathomir? They yeah, 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 yeah. Old Sith magic around a cauldron, literally. Uh, I it's would like, so, to, yeah, yeah. It's you, so you, may, fact, you might be right. I would love to yeah. see that. Yeah, but as the blue flames rise, he directs them through the portal, aiming right at Ezra and Ahsoka, and she uses the Force to shield them both. But she strains and she can't hold out much longer. So Ezra joins in, and together they push the flames back. Just so, a little bit more of a, yeah. oof, just a little There's more. the power stacking again. Yeah. You will. But uh, Ahsoka falls to her knees and the emperor ceases the flames completely, but only momentarily cackling like a madman. Ezra asks if Ahsoka is okay, but she implores that they run. And again, the emperor sends the flames. There is some kind of uh, pedestal. Yeah. 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 Totally is. But uh, our heroes race on, led by Morai. Yeah, as we run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inside now, the almost vertical command center, Sabine leaps her way down the, towards the entrance and eventually lands on a stormtrooper clinging to a doorway. 
but with a kick, he dislodges and she surfs him down the remaining length of the uh, structure and right out the opening, scooping his rifle as she goes. Yeah, you won't be needing this. Once outside, Hera and Zeb check on her before they all make for the painting at the temple, narrowly avoiding being crushed by the falling command center. And that thing would have some uh, speed on it, too. Well, I mean, yeah. look at the size of that. You see the uh, the light at the bottom of the, the doors. Yeah. Uh, whoever's on the outside there, like to give you a sense of scale of how big this structure is. Yeah. Um, that's several stories tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. We jump then back again inside the veil and the flames continue to gain on Ezra and Ahsoka. And suddenly a tether of blue flame wraps itself around Ahsoka's or Ezra's ankle and pulls him back. And he calls to Ahsoka, but the emperor calls out telling Ezra, show me the way, help me through. And uh, his tether, he begins to pull himself actually through the portal. That's really bizarre. Yeah. Again, this is like, it's this, like he's latched on to Ezra and this, that is his connection now. Yeah, it like, just stretches like our understanding of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. aspects of the force that we've seen used in other Star Wars properties. The, we've never seen anything like this. No. There's there's this um a connection to fear that they they talk about and it's in a few of the like source books and and uh essential guide stuff and and one of the way that the Palpatine is able to control the entire galaxy is his, his plot to create a war that was sort of a two-sided partisan war uh, was to create the maximum amount of fear conditions in the galaxy. And that would be the, the wellspring for the power. So it could right. be that he's creating this, you know, conduit of fear, which isn't physical, but as it, it makes contact with, with, with a corporal, being inside the world that and he can like latch on yep. to yep. right like a, almost like an astral tether from something like like marvel or something like that yeah who knows <laughs> i just find the whole thing fascinating because then the the other thought that i had around this was the dyad between ben solo and and ray that they could physically move between they could Spaces. move yeah they could move matter yeah yeah, matter, ally, transporter. Yeah, like, here's a lightsaber. Yeah, right now is yeah. th is that an aspect of what we're seeing here? Like through the force, I'm gonna physically, but this isn't a dyad. They're not a dyad in the force. No, no, Ezra. Well, yeah, the emperor. And it's I think that's... you could easily see like Ray reaching into the world between worlds, and then really ben yeah. reaching yeah, into yeah. the you know. So and there's like a physical. Like, there's an actual transfer. Yeah, right. But because they're a dyad, maybe they have special. Yeah. I mean, that's something seriously like. I, I would love to see that explored in, in a, in a more, uh, they got the VIP pass. Not trying to jam nine movies into one way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Give that some more breathing room. Yeah. But I think uh, them not being a dyad leads into the next part here. Yeah. Okay. Cause uh, Ezra, he cries out, he's coming through and Ahsoka leaps into action, cutting the tether with her lightsabers, severing that connection and, and causing Palpatine to recoil. And as his hand gets pulled back, yeah, it yeah. ignites in a little bit of flame. And you get that, yeah, he, that emperor. he recoils in pain. Yeah. But the two begin running again, and the flames start catching up quickly. And Ahsoka tells Ezra he can make it. And Ezra tells her that when she gets back, come and find me. And she promises she will. And the two take separate paths. When you get back, find me. Come and find me. Yeah. I think that line 
takes on a whole new meaning after the epilogue. I mean, we could yeah. literally have two seasons of Ahsoka that are what she did between the time she returned into her timeline until the time she meets back up with Ezra right. in season four. Yeah. Something clearly happens that expands her yeah. uh, abilities, if you will. Is is this the 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 jump off point for the bad blood between Ahsoka and Sabine? Come and find me. And they don't. I don't think until so. <laughs> now. When he because he says when you get back. Right. And I don't think she gets back quite soon. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. She goes back two years ago. Yeah. Right. So she's got a while to catch up. That's right. a whole lot of story to tell. Yeah. So you've got so you've like got when two... you say, Hank, that uh, you think that piece is actually the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I can see that because yeah. your first mm-hmm. however many episodes could be detailing from that point. Maybe to maybe the point in Rebels. If we, if we uh, explain an Inquisitor, <laughs> it would it would easily explain an Inquisitor. If we presume one year per season of Rebels, which is roughly what it is, yeah, you've got two years of what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't. The whole thing. That's funny because it, we don't see the Inquisitor in any scenes to date him with anything else. Like, mind you, that's not true. We do He's see the Inquisitor the, in the scene of droids. droids. Right. Oh, right. I still have no idea where we're at in terms yeah. of the time for this. It's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. 25 days. Yeah. <laughs> but Ahsoka promises she will, and the two take separate paths. The flames also split to follow each of them. Ahsoka reaches her portal and leaps through after Morai, and the blue flames lap at the portal but do not pass through. And Ooh, on the other up. side, Ahsoka is back on Malachor, and she says, May the force be with you, Ezra Bridger. She then moves and turns towards the entrance that we saw for a fraction of a second. There's a whole new context. Sorry, her shoulder now. I was going to say, there's a a point where like she's that injury. What we see her limping away yeah. is not from the fight from Vader. It's from no, this. The that's thing what I was saying. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like she was yanked through the portal, well, and that kind of took a bit out of her. And jumping through again maybe took a bit more getting lapped at by blue force fire force flames from the fire end. tractor beam thing. Yeah. Well, they certainly, they were both, they all, both had to recover. They were both unconscious. Yes. Yeah. The act of being going yeah. through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But like we said, you know, she's back at the end of twilight of the apprentice. The timeline is intact and Ahsoka is alive. She is alive. Yeah. Back in the veil though, Ezra races on the flames drawing ever closer and the Emperor is pushing them as fast as he can, and they begin to close in around Ezra, but he leaps and escapes through the portal, and the Emperor cries out, No! <laughs> in a very Emperor way. Yeah. <laughs> as he has been denied his prize. Again. Yep. Outside, Hera, Zeb, and Sabine dodge blaster fire as they race towards the portal, and just as they arrive, Ezra pops through, rolling to the ground. Sabine helps him up and tells him it's time to go. But Ezra says they can't leave without sealing the portal. So they rush off towards the painting and stormtroopers advance in, closing in and pinning them down at the painting. But suddenly (laughs) a giant rock drill comes around the corner piloted by Chopper. 
And this is kind of why I say some semblance of linear time has transpired while they were in the world between worlds. Because yeah. events have stopped out, moving. No, they stopped moving. right when they need them to, right? right? You wonder, though, if it's maybe just, and this is just a sort of spitball and stuff, like Ezra enters here, so the time here continues to move. Right. That's what I, that's exactly what I mean. Right. You know, is always running in San Dimas. <laughs> yeah. Could he have, because he's going through goal? that door, the time yeah. on the other side of that door continues to tick by like if that, that whole the that door is open. So does that like the, you know, where the fresh water meets the salt water? Like, yeah. Ooh. I, I don't know. I don't know. None of us do. It's the beauty of it. Like, Just you know, cause you, you 40 years of, of watching this and then, and then playing the games and, and reading all the resource books and novels and absorbing all the information. You, th you think you have the force locked down. No, you think you're, you know, you're suddenly you're like, no, that's, that's not how the force works in, in 2015. And then three <laughs> years later, you're literally like, mm, maybe it does. <laughs> I don't know anymore. That's right. But with chopper providing them some cover, uh, Ezra asks Sabine how to close the portal and she tells him it's the sun. And with a boost from Zeb, Ezra puts his closed fist on that of the sun. And to note here, like, you know, the daughter had the open hand. I actually so quite like this. The open hand and I like son, that. Yeah. It's a closed fist. A closed so fist to, mim uh, to uh, mimic his the position of the depiction painting. in the painting. Yeah. Also indicative of something darker. Like, yes, Ahsoka couldn't close it. Kanan couldn't close it. Anakin Skywalker could have closed it. Uh, Somebody who's sort of it doesn't bode edge. well for for the Ahsoka show. I'm for so Ezra. scared for the future of Ezra Bridger, man. Ugh. All signs point to this. Yeah, but Minister Hyden calls out to stop them, but they can't pit or can't get past Chopper and the spinning rock crusher. And the painting it begins to glow red, and the eyes of the sun glow red as well. Ezra, exhausted, falls backwards, only to be caught by Zeb. The entire painting begins to glow and change, this time red instead of gold. And the brother starts to descend out of the painting, followed by the sister. And the temple shakes and cracks as the rebels run and board the rock rusher, telling Chopper to get them out of there. The remaining father figure, he extends his arms out and then puts his hands together and a blinding light emanates from the center of the painting. And in a glowing golden haze, the minister cries out, what have they done? The knowledge, everything will be lost. And uh, as the rock crusher drives away, we see a really faint in the background, the minister crying out, no, and he falls forward yeah. into the blinding light into of the, the collapsing light. temple. So watch for him to show up in Ahsoka. You think so? No, <laughs> I'm just throwing that mm. in. There. <laughs> we didn't see a body. True. <laughs> you can always fall back on that trope. Nobody. There's sure. still a chance. No. They put a railing around that excavation. He might have made it. True. Railing saved lives. We'll see half him, half Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah. Uh. As they make their way out of the temple dig site, uh, Hera calls out that it's going to be close. And white light starts filling the cab of uh, the rock crusher. The rebels hold tight as the vehicle bumps back and forth along the falling road. And it almost falls off. But Hera... Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Hera lays Ezra down and he comes in and out of consciousness and suddenly the light gets brighter until it is blinding. And in that, brine, eh, in that blinding white light, we hear Kanan 
the force will be with you always. Later on, Ezra wakes up, and as he sits up, Zeb remarks that if this is what he and Kanan always did on their Jedi missions, he can keep <laughs> that. Yeah, you can keep that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. when again. things get weird. It's good. <laughs> it's Ezra, good asks where, <laughs> Ezra asks where Hera is, and Sabine tells him that she's outside, but you got to see. Climbing outside, Ezra spies Hera standing on a flat landscape, and he asks her where they are, but she tells them it's the temple. He asks Hera how it happened, but she says, you tell me. And Ezra remarks that uh, he and Kanan stood here on this exact spot when they first came to the temple. And Hera remarks that he's really gone now, isn't he? And Ezra says, yes. But he continues that he knows what he has to do now. In a way, Kanan showed him one last lesson. Yep. And at this, Hera smiles. She turns and walks toward the rock crusher and Ezra turns to leave as well. But he turns back and spots the white loth wolf. Doom. And they lock eyes for a moment before the wolf turns and disappears into the light. Ezra says goodbye, Kanan, and turns, leaving the temple site behind him. What's interesting is in this uh, this sequence, not only is the temple gone, but the entire excavation is like it never happened. Yeah, it's completely it's left, filled in. <clears throat> all that's left mm-hmm. is those two circles that they stood on, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Another so, case uh, of like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. But that's our episode. Mm. Crazy. I couldn't stop here. I had to keep watching. I watched I the know. next one after this. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I have constantly on rewind it. My, <laughs> I just <laughs> or don't know what to watch. Rebels. I love this show so much. Um, and, and revisiting Rebels. Even in this sort of uh, canned experience that we've put together for the purposes of getting ready for Ahsoka, just reminds me of how much I really do love it, and and I do think that in the next couple of weeks I am going to watch the whole final season again just to make sure Might that as well. I'm. Am I good? Am I good? Something you missed. <laughs> Got it in the head. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Just I, I say it over and over and over. You know, like peak Star Wars. It's, but it really is. It's it's crazy to think that the Maybe the best Star Wars created was 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 created outside the George Lucas bubble. It's possible. I mean, there's so many there. There's a lot of discourse around that, and you know, there'd be just as many, if not more, people that would say, "Well, that's not true." Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he, he definitely sat at the foot of the master. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. He did for. He sure. brings this whole other level of like breathing these honest to goodness, you know, like. Uh, believable characters as good as star wars was and you'll probably only ever hear me say this live on tv one time (laughs) as good as it was even even darth vader dying at the end when i was like 13 that didn't bring me to tears Han solo like escaping the carbonite and and someone who loves you didn't bring me to tears rebels repeatedly brought me to tears and maybe it's maybe because i'm old and 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 squidgy or whatever now i do think that there's something to be said watching this stuff at, at and this isn't a, a knock by any means, but watching these no. programs at our age where we we have the benefit of many, many years, years of life, of life, mm. of our own life yeah. experiences, we experience it just on a completely different level than a 13-year-old kid. Yeah, that's probably true. That's yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, am, I am with you 100%. I am way more emotionally intelligent 
at my mm, age. Yeah, now yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I have the capacity for this stuff in a way that I can see the art for what it is rather than just a whiz bang space shooter show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful and it's wonderful. And, you know, never been a better time, I think, to be a, a Star Wars fan. Well, well, maybe there have been times with, with you know, what Bob Iger is saying right now. With <laughs> less is more. Right or, is, or is about to be. <laughs> Let's see, but there's it's contradictory, right? We're in the middle of a writer strike. Less is yep. more, and then Donald Glover and his brother are tapped I to write the Lando show. Saw that, yeah, that, exclusively, exclusively to write it. Yeah, is so it going to be a comedy? That's a mixed message, though. It, 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 well, Donald Glover's an actor, right? Yep. So he can write. Of course he can. He but... just can't act right now. Well, uh, it depends on he... which. So which one? Which one does he belong so, to? Uh, both uh, does he belong to both he, i believe so he was a snl writer at 16 he's a, like oh, a child wow. yeah, 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 go yeah. look him up man <laughs> like yeah like like staff writer on on conan o'brien and then like one of the head writers of community uh while it was going on oh, and, okay. and all okay. of these other like yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean if he's in the wga then then he shouldn't be writing he can't well no you can write just, whatever you I mean, want. Yeah, just you, can't, you, can't, you can't shop it. Yeah. Right. Couldn't, get, couldn't take any money for it. No. Oh, boy. That's, and that's got to be the, like, for someone who writes, like, compulsively, like me, or draws compulsively, if I was suddenly told not to create else, I, yeah. I couldn't. No. Uh, but I'd have to keep it secret. But, I, I mean, if anything, it might give you freedom to create whatever without the constraints want. of, like, yes. Yes, so might by market regret or the the true yeah corporate logarithms that they you know yeah, yeah. Hey, JJ, write a real Star Wars three now <laughs> yeah write the thing you wanted to write with no with no oversight yeah right. which makes me over the moon about the Zack Snyder uh, Rebel Moon uh, I am full actually. full it's a uh, isn't that Gareth Edwards doing Rebel Moon uh, Zack I Snyder know. I believe oh maybe you're right. Isn't that the one we were talking about? We are. It's the, the Netflix movie photos? that's coming out. Yeah. He, he pitched it as a an R-rated Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. movie. And they were like, hell no. And he said, well, okay. I'll oh, sorry. You're right. It is. It is. Uh, change the names to protect the innocent. That's right. It is Zack Snyder. It's it's literally the biggest budget Star Wars fan film of all time. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for that. However. Should be good. Before we can get to any of that stuff. Uh, we're going to shift gears next week and we're going to go back to uh, live action as we are going to cover uh, the Mandalorian, the Jedi mm. as we uh, shift into yeah. live action. Yeah. This was it for animation this week. Experience the culture shock because we've had Ashley Eckstein play the character for seven or eight years now. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. And, uh, and I mean, and everybody passed the mantle. There was so much discussion around Rosario Dawson getting the role mm. and a lot of discussion about like, is this going to be okay? Like, are we okay with this? And I am perfectly fine with that. I love Rosario oh, yeah. Dawson. Sure. The but thing, we have the benefit the of being able was, to look back on this and go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, she was, she was good. And, but also picked by the fans. So it's, it's another case of like that, you know, it's the same, uh, patrick stewart as, as xavier like yeah yeah there was never any doubt in the fan community that he couldn't uh, do it that right and the same thing was sort of you know when they when they make a star of a fan uh you know she was doing cosplay and stuff that's it, right i, I yeah, love yeah. that stuff i love yeah. that tale yeah. Um, yeah i do as well 
stuff that we're uh, we're fairly uh, well. We could, we've we've looked at it, I guess, more recently than uh, the stuff we've just been covering for the last ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that we've been doing this for ten weeks? <laughs> that's a uh, um, my God, that's right, Edward. Like ten weeks of this, and it'll be thirteen of these plus then seven actual episodes. It'll be twenty. It yeah. will be our largest. Uh, if you group them together, the row of two. Yeah, if we put them on a playlist on, on our YouTube channel, that will be the largest playlist we it have. It will. It absolutely yeah. will. Well, I don't know. Random <laughs> Fandom's already 25. Random oh, Fandom's 25 that's episodes that's of Random true. Fandom. Wow, I, was, I was shocked when we had talked about that last week. Oh. Well, that being said, everybody, I hope that uh, if you've got some time to spare... On Tuesday nights, we also uh, live stream. It is a call-in show. We're always looking for uh, for folks who want to be part of the action as we uh, sit around, we hang out, we talk about kind of the entertainment and pop culture news that we sort of caught wind of over the past week. We can't cover everything, and we wouldn't try to. Otherwise, we just we the the live stream would never end. <laughs> Twenty four hours all day. <laughs> that being said, if you follow the clip show. Yeah. <laughs> If you've got a, a piece of pop culture uh, uh, news that you want to share with us that we don't cover on any given week, give us a call. We've got uh, our uh, WhatsApp link. It's in the description of all of our videos. It's in the banner of our YouTube channel. Uh, we will not answer calls outside of Random Phantom Tuesday, just so be aware of that. I will not answer any calls outside of showtimes. No Baba Booies. But the, uh, like I said, the show is a call-in show. So if you, if you feel like that. Otherwise, don't forget to uh, join us in the live chat on whatever platform you happen to be watching on. And if it's now the uh, uh, used to be Twitter, now X, uh, we haven't updated our logo yet. So <laughs> we that should was just, another thing that came up. That's eh? an yeah. easy update. Yep. X. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, uh, come back next Sunday when we do this all over again um, with, uh, like I said, the Mandalorian. It's the Jedi. Um, it is a, a stat holiday in uh, the province of Ontario next weekend. So uh, holiday weekend. hopefully uh, you are healthy and well and, and having a good time. What, what, uh, whatever you're doing that weekend, I know I will, uh, will be uh, uh, exercising my liver next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Push out. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Is there anything uh, you guys want to close on before we wrap this one up? No, I think we're good. I think so as well. Hank, what about you? No, I, I'm super happy with that one. Yeah, me too. All I, right. I actually, one. Oh, thought. yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Like, like they keep saying, there's nothing by accident. This was definitely chosen for a reason. Oh, we keep saying that. Well, <laughs> we say that. Yeah. Yeah, but they keep it just reinforcing keeps prov- it. It just keeps proving it, proving us right. Yeah. So are we are we taking bets like that the world between worlds will definitely show up in the live action show? Uh, I don't have me down for one. in my mind. Yeah, put me down for put one. Me down too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have a single voice telling a large story, it's always more cohesive. And I always go back to Smallville when I think of that. Yeah, uh, for a single voice, and and when you're doing a large scale continuity thing, uh, I, I think I think that single voice is better than a committee. And uh, I really think we're in good hands with Dave. And uh, yeah, I do as well. Crazy excited. I do as well. I think it's going to be great. Oh, can't get enough live action Star Wars. I'm sorry, I love it. <laughs> or animated. Or yeah, yeah, I love it. I love Star it. Wars in general. Star Wars in. We're also getting that uh, Resistance connection that we uh, mm. uh, presumed was going to happen at some point. 
uh, in the form of uh, of uh, Senator Ziono. So that that'll be interesting. Mm. Not saying that you should or shouldn't watch Resistance, but hey, if you've you got some time, if you've got some time, <laughs> and a and a barf bag. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not I just, I, 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 I've tried twice. I've tried twice. If I can keep Arby's down, I could watch Resistance. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, listen. Um, that's it for me, guys. I hope uh, you guys had a great time hanging out with us. We have a great time hanging out with you every week as we uh, continue to do this. Man, uh, year three. We're in year three. Yeah. Year three now. It's great. Crazy. Okay, guys. Until the next time, whether it's Tuesday or next Sunday, for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And I'm Hank. And we will see you all on the next one. Bye for now. Oh, maybe I should play a video. Play us out. Yeah, you I'll play us out with a video. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.